Hello and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry Podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kiesling and I'm with Communication Specialist Meredith Smith. Today we're going to talk about some of the impacts of the 2022 LCMS Youth Gathering in Houston, Texas. A lot of effort and time goes into picking the cities where we host the LCMS Youth Gathering. While everyone wishes the gathering could maybe be hosted a little closer to home, there are a lot of factors that go into choosing and working with the gathering city. In typical gatherings over the course of four or five years, we work with hotels and convention centers, arenas, city officials, and so much more to provide the LCMS Youth Gathering. And we know that they put in a lot of effort to hosting our event, and we want the people to know Jesus through our words and deeds. In the 2022 gathering, due to a lot of factors, we had about three years to build those relationships in Houston. And then due to the pandemic, we had significantly less time to plan the details of the event with hotels, facilities, and contractor providers, and also our servant event hosts. However, by God's grace and his work in all things of the planning, we were able to host the event safely. We are so thankful for the participants in the city of Houston. And certainly we want to say again, Thank you to our adult leaders and LCMS congregations who planned and supported the trips for our youth to participate at the 2022 gathering. Today, we want to take some time to give a short review of some of the ways we saw the gathering have an impact on the people of Houston. Meredith Smith, a native of Houston, is joining us to talk about the impact we saw by the numbers and also some things we saw in her hometown. Thanks to our awesome God and the service of gathering participants and volunteers. Meredith, what was it like to see the gathering unfold in the city you call home and love so much? When I first started this job in Houston, was at the bottom of the list for gathering cities. And as it slowly crept up, I got more and more excited as that became of a possibility. Just to see so many people willing to serve, excited to be in your hometown and make an impact on the organizations that I grew up serving, my congregation and through school. It was just, it really hit really hard for me to seeing all these people so excited to be there. And uh, I, I can't imagine going to a different city in this situation. In this last three years, right. I felt like Houston was the perfect place to be. The city of Houston officials that we worked with were fabulous to work with, as well as talking to our adult leaders about getting excited mm-hmm. to be in Houston. Yeah, some of the people have been listening along through the preparation podcast is that we did feel very blessed that Houston was our host city through the pandemic. And one of the reasons was Houston really pretty stayed open through the event. It definitely, a lot of events canceled over the time, but they were still able to host some things because of just the health situation in Houston, the state of Texas, other things. And so it gave us a lot of confidence to continue to move forward with things. So we felt so blessed by that. Is There's just a lot of factors that we're trying to juggle um, in between hotels and facilities that we we're just so thankful to God that, again, we had great partners and that way. And two, as things started to come together for our service opportunities too, whether we were going to do server events, we had questions about that, whether right. that's something we'd be able to send people out into the city with people who feel comfortable with kids from all over the country coming and serving the organization. And again, as vaccines came out, uh, more and more, the health looked good that we were able to do that, really plan that kind of in the last months leading up to the event. So we're so thankful for the flexibility of the event hosts as well as our participants in that. So yeah, just a great opportunity to service. That's always a, a vital part of the gathering, yes. whether it's on-site pieces or off-site, to be able to have that chance to get back to the city and to learn more about how God's gifted us in ways we can serve back in our own communities too, which is great. And if you were at the gathering, that our participants are pretty hard to miss. I know I had one of my family members was volunteering down at the theater downtown. And after the gathering was like, I saw a lot of your participants. I saw a lot of backpacks. We've got a sea of matching backpacks and shirts. We know that our behavior can, through the work of the Holy Spirit, point others back to the good news of Jesus. 
Absolutely. That's something that's so unique about her, man. We'll be able to talk about this through the podcast here. It's just those type of things that we're maybe not even being able to speak the gospel to somebody. Just our behavior, our attitudes, which just says so much about who we are in Jesus, who we are as a church body, and just how great our youth are too, um, that we just hear over and over again. And we're so thankful for our young people. And certainly we know the adult leaders that do go a long way in preparing them for event to be what to prepare for, uh, to have that great and gracious attitude as we go into a host city. So your team did some great work with our service teams and the volunteer groups and things just to gather some data of the impact in pieces of the service that went on in Houston. Can you share some of those figures or stories that you heard? Yeah, I think it's great to start at the George R. Brown Convention okay. Center where we had a lot of on-site mm-hmm. service opportunities for youth. I remember when we opened these on-site service, it was like they filled up immediately so fast and with the pandemic and people not having two summers to do their service projects i think a lot of youth were eager to serve just some of the numbers that we are that we found out over the course of the gathering is we had 1500 resource boxes packs thanks to concordia publishing house when we got back from the gathering we already saw how some of those boxes were being used um, and arriving at congregations we had 50 boxes of food packed through the houston food bank 1800 diapers were sewn thanks to orphan grain train We had 123 blankets brought in and 130 made on site, totaling 253 blankets for sleep in heavenly peace. And along with those blankets, we made 150 beds that were constructed by the youth also going for sleep in heavenly peace. And I believe that they even delivered some of those items Mm -hmm. while they were in Houston. Mm -hmm. We had 392 Braille books made thanks to Lutheran Braille workers, 551 pints of blood donated through Gulf Coast Regional Blood Center. And I think a lot of those people got text messages knowing that their blood was being used in hospitals and local Houston hospitals. And we had a thousand gift bags for essential workers that were packed. Just a project that we as gathering planners decided that we should do for some of those convention center workers, our hotel workers, and all the other city officials that so graciously spent their time making mm-hmm. the gathering possible for all of us. And along alongside our last one was 706 Bible story actors who made videos of arch books <laughs> thanks to Concordia Publishing House and Concordia Gospel Outreach, which I walked by that room. And it looked like people were having a they lot were, of fun uh, doing were, that. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of costumes and things going on. It was great. And really for, for youth to take that back, it's, I was thinking of some of some churches doing VBS yeah. When they returned home, like, oh, they might have been taking some of the things that they did at the gathering back into VBS, but also nursing homes and other places where they able to, again, share the gospel story Absolutely. through acting it out for maybe those who can't read or have other pieces. I know they're talking about how that can be done in other maybe language contexts and things like that, too, to be able to discuss Bible stories and also teach the gospel. Great stuff there. Just some other things that in there that like, ran through all those great numbers. Again, I want to say thanks. I'm getting all these times of uncertainty. A lot of these hosts, CPH, Concordia Gospel Outreach, Houston Food Bank, Orphan Grain Train, Lutheran Braille Workers, again, Lutheran organizations in so many cases that provided these service opportunities basically free of cost for us, which was huge just as we looked at all the uncertainties and stuff around registration numbers and just a lot of pieces. So we're so thankful for those organizations. Certainly, boy, if you got a mission opportunity that you want to connect with some of those organizations, look at them. They got opportunities that you can donate money so that their mission can continue, or there's maybe service projects you can do in your home congregation as you return home too. So that those things that were learned or maybe you didn't get a chance to serve at the gathering, still great opportunities to be able to do that in your home, home congregation and home community. Just thinking of, again, you told a story about the blood donation piece, that immediate impact that there's a need that they say summers are often difficult times to get blood because maybe some schools and other organizations are not hosting blood drives. Summers are hard. And so when we come into a situation, we fill a void when they need it. And so that's such a blessing. One other thing is to look at that list too, is that we made gifts for essential workers. Another 
people uh, group that we actually made those for too was there was a very significant person in the life of the workers at the convention center and Levy restaurants, our caterer. He actually passed away literally the day before the gathering. And man, we had groups that were there that made bags for the staff and we passed them out just with words of comfort, sharing scripture with the workers. And boy, we heard responses about we just, what a neat thing for a for guests in their building yeah. to do for them. And so that really spoke well, again, of Jesus' comfort in a time like that and pointed people again to the assurance that we have in Christ. So again, just thankful to our youth and adult leaders who worked on that and put that together. How about offsite? With our offsite servant events, we had a number of youth and adults go out to Camp Lone Star Pines, which is Camp Lone Star's newest campus in the Houston area, where youth were able to help refurbish this new property. They painted some cabins, getting ready for summer campers. Mm -hmm. They worked on playgrounds and worked on some yard work just to make the campus look a little bit better than when the, before the gathering right? came. Yeah, it, and so much, some of those things came late is when we work with some organizations, they got to do some auditing about work needs to be done where they're behind maybe with volunteers. And so we were able to help out Houston Park and Recreation with a number of projects across the city of Houston. You talked about Houston Food Bank on site. We are actually on site at their main organization too, just a few miles from Georgia Brown Convention Center. We were able to pack food there just to get prepared. Because again, sometimes your volunteer numbers are down in the summer. People are vacationing. They're not doing these corporate events, that type of thing. And so we really do fill a void and help them service Houston. And so that was a great thing to see when our participants can step in and do that. A lot of other organizations that maybe serve underserved areas of Houston, as well as immigrant populations, just be able to make those connections and be able to, to really give them additional hours of service, but then also just encouragement too in what they do. And I just know over years, it's still pretty early for us to hear some of the impact stories, but boy, I just know from every city we've been in, we hear time and time again of how meaningful it is for our young people to come and serve and to share the gospel in those contexts. So again, just so thankful for, boy, I think we had I'm close to 5,000 people that went out over the three days of the gathering into different places in Houston. So thankful for all those that, that took part in that. So Meredith, maybe a question I might ask is that we always talk about the gatherings more than just the five days. What are some things that maybe you saw or some suggestions you might have for how do congregations take this home now with them? Where are some places you might point them to or some things to be thinking about? Absolutely. I We saw a lot of youth eager to serve. Mm. There, there is more service out there than just what's at the gathering. If you had youth that were really interested in blood drives, I would consider looking at the lo your local mm. blood donation areas. Mm -hmm. Also with LCMS, we have LCMS servant events mm -hmm. that happen each summer all over the country. So it's not necessarily in your backyard, but if you're looking for a group trip to go and serve a community in a wide variety of if it's construction or if it's doing VBS for an underserved area, those are all great options through LCMS Servant Events. Awesome, and mentioned it before, just look up some of those organizations, Orphan Grain Train, Lutheran Braille Workers, Concordia Gospel Outreach. They've got things too that your congregation can use as ongoing resources or projects you can do yourself. You might be surprised to find out you've got really strong partners close to you that you hadn't even looked up before as again, a way to continue those projects and be able to do those back home, furthering the gospel outreach of those organizations, reaching maybe into specific communities. And especially like I think like what you said, when you get kids that are excited about something, we've got stories about people came to know their career path by a service opportunity, yeah. whether it was at the gathering or other places, because they just had never been exposed to, this is what I want to do. <laughs> um, and so that gets a hold of them. And so you're able to point them to resource for future careers or ways that they can go through their education as they're choosing college majors, whatever it might be. So again, another great way to connect with youth, encourage them and who they are in Jesus. So it's just so exciting to see what service can do. And Mark, you got to hear from our facilities and all the other vendors or service providers in Houston. What else did you hear or see for our volunteers? Yeah, we talked about, it, I know certainly other times, we see 
obviously there's a hotel and hospitality industry. Like there's dollars that come in from our event and there's obviously service that we provide a part of that. But we certainly hear, and I know sometimes there's always within the hospitality industry, they're always going to say nice things about your participants in your event. But I just always feel from just hearing the stories across the board and when they can specifically talk about youth or adults or congregations that impacted them is that they are sincere thanks and gratitude for our participants. Again, hearing very positive feedback, whether it was at Minime Park, at the convention center, where we spent a lot of time at the convention center. We really do come in. A lot of events aren't that way, that from nine o'clock in the morning until six o'clock at night, that it's full of participants, but yet still very positive and supportive responses from the facility, from the workers, from just the impact that our youth made, which is great. Certainly one thing to think about too, just helps even educate your kids, I think, is about the financial impact that something like an event like ours can make, especially in July and as a hot city, <laughs> where yes. maybe it's not the tourist destination it is other months, is that really makes a difference. Like I love the orange cone guy video is that it, it reminds me and thinks of how we treat all the workers that when we go into the city. And part of that is the financial side too, the tips you leave. I just thought we heard a story at my hotel I stayed in where some people were checking out and they had unused Metro tickets that they hadn't used. And they thought, I don't know what to do with them. They asked the front desk, is this anything any workers could use? And they're like, oh, absolutely. Because so many of the workers, that's how they get to work. Wow. And so you just think about it. And that's maybe a quarter of an hour of a work for them that you just saved, that money that can go help buy their kids school supplies or other health benefits, yeah. whatever it might be, where it makes a huge impact and just that generosity to think of others, put others before yours, think of ways that we can use our resources. So again, those great impact moments that we give thanks for all those people who served us in many ways that we don't even see, but yet are a part of that hospitality industry. And so just thankful for that financial impact that we make through that. I still think one of the things, it, it always happens almost every gathering. And it's usually when we're having a conversation with either the police department or some sort of law enforcement agency that we're working with for safety and security around the gathering. And I don't know, it must've been Monday morning, maybe by that time. And we were having every morning, we would do a meeting with Houston Police Department and security at GRB and some other places. And boy, our Houston Police Department <laughs> just was gushing about our ambassadors and YAVs. And just like, these people are amazing. If only every conference had volunteers yes. like this. And they just kept like, send us more <laughs> in terms of the way that they were doing crowd control and so many other things. So that's just, I can't say enough about our YAVs and our ambassadors, our team flex, all those that served at the gathering and went through the training and all those that our teams that do the training too. And just, and all our planners that put together those plants and so much of it is the flexibility that they provide. And so to be able to change on a dime, as we know things were changing as they got used to our event, we got used to some of their things and to make a safe environment. And so just kudos to our volunteer teams and certainly kudos to Houston Police Department and Fire Department. So many that served us, again, ways that we don't even see, but providing a safe environment. So just love to hear things like a couple of quotes I know I got was, I think a police, I was a police officer, I believe that said, I've never been thanked so much in my life. <laughs> so again, great response from our participants. And I think this was a worker, maybe at uh, GRB that we heard is, I'm so tired from saying you're welcome. because <laughs> they, were, they were thanked so often for their work. And just so often, I know it was a Minute Maid worker too. So I had, we had participants look us in the eyes and say, thank you. We're usually just in the corner. We never even get recognized for what we do. Yeah. I mean, so that's just so important, I think, to give people a boost in the service that they provide. And also, I think, reflects who we are as Christians to be able to show our love and thanks for them. Meredith, did you see anything, being a Houstonian, that you saw impacts around other areas? I hearing back just some text messages from all my friends that kind of live in the local area yeah. of just saying, hey, I was driving downtown and saw this. Or there was a couple, there was an Astros game right before the right? gathering. There was a lot of groups at that <laughs> Astros game. And just seeing, again, re, just reinforcing that 
our group was so thankful to be there and they were so polite and just so courteous to other people. I know in our office, like, we kept having the same custodial staff. And yep, by yep, the end of the right, week, right. we were like, part you, of the group. you're part of the group, you deserve this. So I really think that we truly made an impact on this group, on the city of Houston, workers at GRB at Minute Maid Park. They were just so thankful for us to be there. It's very different than other groups that come yeah. into the city. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Meredith, I know I saw this question some, I think, on the Facebook group, maybe going back, and some might still be putting together some final reports and things. Do you just want to give us maybe some of final reviews of the numbers, maybe especially connected to the adult leaders, and just to understand like this group and how special you are and the group that you're connected to here going forward as you support young people in your congregation? Sure. We always talk about how the youth gathering is one of the largest gathering of youth in our synod, but it's also one of the largest gathering of adults in our synod. At this gathering in particular, we had 4,872 wow. adult leaders attending the gathering. And of those adult leaders, 1,187 were church workers. So that makes 76% of our wow. adult leaders were lay leaders. Yeah. 37% of these adults were coming to the gathering for the very wow. first time. And 472 have been to more than five <laughs> gatherings. Very different. <laughs> wisdom, yeah. And all these adults come from lots of different corners of the uh, the synod, of the country, of different age groups, of different careers. But we actually had 280 of our adult leaders were over the age of 60. I love it. So lots yeah. of experienced right? leaders coming in with lots of wisdom of leading Absolutely. groups. And we certainly, I know, see that on the Facebook group and just so thankful for the ways people shared their questions, their answers. Um, such wisdom. Sometimes yeah. I'm, I'm jotting down things about, that's a really good idea. We got to normalize that yes. uh, for planners. So much great stuff. And partly say that too, that if you're, I know we had a lot of people join the group even after the gathering or yeah. during the gathering, I think, because they hadn't heard about it maybe and just because there was so much more ongoing conversation. So know that you've got, you know, certainly our staff monitors that to give there's times when we need to speak into that about questions but there's just great wisdom great opportunities to connect and now it's beyond the gathering it's how do you take some of the stuff home some of the ideas that are there we love seeing the review videos that people are posting so much stuff there to give encouragement again about congregations had over 1250 congregations register for the event and we know too certainly some congregations were bringing maybe youth from other churches that maybe didn't have an adult leader or something like that so many that partnered in that way and again just so those like of those congregations that you're able to partner with back home in your districts. Love seeing groups getting connected for district ongoing wow. pieces. So wonderful support there. So we support our young people in Jesus. And it's certainly too, you talked about it. There's different gifts in there too, about technology or other things that, man, it's just so much that you can learn from that group and so thankful for that. And certainly too, hopefully many of them are preparing now for 2025 in New Orleans. That's what we get planning that as well. So again, we are grateful for so many ways adult leaders helped us be light and salt during our time in Houston and already getting excited again for that planning process of what's in it. Thank you again for all your feedback that you're giving us. So just some closing questions here as we wrap up is, can you incorporate the organizations and those who are served through the LCMS gathering into your prayer life? How can you take what happened at the gathering back home, whether it's connecting with organizations from the event or finding a new way to serve through LCMS servant events? If those of you who are able to serve and you saw young people encouraged and excited, how can you continue to talk about them about future vocational roles around that service? We'll continue to keep you in prayer as you serve your young people and talk about vocation and service with them. We also give thanks for the many ways that you supported service at the LCMS Youth Gathering. And thank you to, again, all our hosts and those that provided opportunities for our young people to serve. Uncle's Podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of our church.